Episode 24. The Jedi mind trick. Holy shit, motherfucking Yoda and shit. Adventure, excitement. Jedi craves not these things. Good afternoon, Don't Run Me fans. I'm Jesus, the man on the other side of the mic is EC. What's going on, Jesus? Good to see you again, brother. Good to see you as well, EC. Uh, EC, I saw pictures of your 4th of July weekend, and from those pictures on Facebook, uh, were you invading a small country like El Salvador or something? Because you had an arsenal, my friend. We were ready. We were ready to go. Um, you know, we were in talks to get rid of a couple people, so <laughs> we went and got arsenal. <laughs> And uh, we were ready. I got to say, man, that was the, the best, uh, as far as fireworks go, that was the best time I've had on the 4th of July. That was just a lot, a lot of fun. The kids all had a good time. We might have scared a six-year-old or two a couple times. So <laughs> that's when you know you had a good time. But, uh, no, nah, it, it was a good time. How, how was your 4th? Uh, quiet, quiet. We, uh, the family stayed here. I just, uh, made some burgers and I, my kids are just too young. Um, we don't live, yeah, we yeah, don't have any, yeah. uh, you know, with this COVID stuff, we kind of stayed in town. So I just bought some sparklers and some poppers and, you know, just had a, you know, just was in the front yard for a bit. So I wasn't too bad. I mean, just with family, I think that's all that matters, right? You, you, you gather with family and, uh, and, and friends and, uh, you know, you have a, have a good time. And I think the, uh, you think that worked out pretty well, so. But nah, man, I saw pictures of of y'all's of y'all's Fourth of July, and and what's up with the snakes, man? You've been killing snakes left and right. Yeah, the mother-in-law bought about thirteen acres out in Texas, and uh, so congratulations to her. But you know, when you got a farm like that, you know, you got all that land, you don't cut the grass. Um, she just got there, so it wasn't on her, but. Yeah, there's a rattlesnake, actually. My, my daughter was out feeding some of her animals, and she had to literally grab my daughter out of her shoes because she didn't even hear it. So off I go into the wilderness, and for those of you who don't know, I am the biggest weenie on earth. <laughs> so <laughs> here I go off into the woods to find this snake. And so me and my brother-in-law, we wind up uh, killing this rattlesnake. Uh, because, you know, they don't, the babies especially, because it was, I don't think it was any more than a foot long, maybe maybe a little bit shorter than that, actually. They don't know how to control their venom, from what I've been told. I'm not a snake expert, but, so we had to get rid of him, and then we get back uh, into town, and close family friends are having the same deal, and here comes another snake. So I was back-to-back on snake killings. Uh, Don't call me to kill your snake, by the way. I will not respond. (laughs) If I don't love you and know you, I ain't coming. Uh, to kill it and so um yeah no i'm just i'm not a big outdoorsman but uh cut your cut your grass or uh the summertime snakes will come out uh to play i know man I, I, i'm the same way i'm actually the same way with rodents i will oh. I, I will trip my wife and i mean <laughs> i will i mean seriously i will trip my wife and make sure that the you know that little rat or whatever gets to her before it gets to me but i think i, I think <laughs> I think I can. Uh, I think I can handle a snake or two, but it's rodent, rodents, man. I, th- those are my. Um, those are my. Uh, how would you say kryptonite? Uh, I will. Yes. I will throw my kids in front of a rat if, if, if it oh. has to be. 
you right know. there with you. I don't. Yeah. I just like say, give me the air conditioner, give me the TV remote control, and I'm good. <laughs> Outside, you start talking about killing stuff. I'm I'm out. I'm all the way out. So. <clears throat> That's what, uh, you know. It's funny that you say that because. I have friends that are, uh, you know, love to go hunting and fishing and stuff, and they're like, "Yeah, you want to come?" Now they know not to ask me because I'm like, "No, I'm good." <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm <laughs> same way. I'm all the way down. I was like, I, I have football on the TV, you know. Football, I have, you know, I watch my Manchester. I watch Manchester. You know, we watch football weekend. I'm good with that. I don't need to be stuck in a blind at six o'clock in the morning, uh, freezing weather, and then have to go and have to, you know, get all messy and, you know, you know. Prepping the, you know, prepping the kill. I'm good. I'm good. I, just, yeah. I like you, my. You, you call me when it's time to eat. And <laughs> I might even help you cook, but I don't want to go out there and kill. <laughs> I know. We're, I guess you could say we're 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 we're, we're a bunch of city boys. That's it. <clears throat> well, speaking of football, you see, we had two uh, matches since the last time we talked. Uh, Manchester playing Bournemouth. Five. We won five two. Right, five two. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we played Aston Villa uh, on this past Thursday. Uh, we won three nil. Great goal. I mean, first of all, victory is a victory is a victory. Um, both matches um, we won, and we had the same lineup. I know we've been speaking in the past pods of what it's only going to do. Is he going to screw this up? Is he going to overthink it and whatnot? Um, because the games are like have been coming pretty fast and quick, but no, he's uh, he's stuck to the the, the power lineup uh, with Pogba and Bruno in the midfield, Matic at the at, at the um the, the center of the um, mid defense, and then the back line has been you know Harry Maguire, Luke Shaw, Basaka, Lindelof. You know he stuck with the hand goal. Uh, I think the hand looked pretty well. Uh, at least past two matches, uh, you could say. Uh, one of the goals against Born from uh, the Bournemouth goal was not his fault, but it was a good goal. Um, and obviously the front three attack of uh, Rashford, Martial, and 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 the next Cristiano Ronaldo, Mr. Mason Greenwood. So um, both matches positive results, but yet both matches we have had on the Bournemouth match we went down one nil. Uh, we've had slow starts. I, I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if you're seeing the same thing. We've had slow starts, starts to the matches where we're not, um, we're not gelling, I guess. And it just takes one spark or one, uh, one, uh, one goal, and then the floodgates just open. And we saw that against Bournemouth. Granted, Bournemouth grabbed another one back in, I want to say, the second half. Um, and then you know we scored two more. You know, ice the deal. Ice the game, five two. Um, then you know we start putting the subs on, and even the subs look pretty good. You see, I have to admit, it wasn't those. Uh, it wasn't where it changed the, com- you know, complexion of the team when the subs came on. It was kind of still the the fluidity of uh, the attacking football uh, when the subs came on. Even though um, we haven't had a, um, a sub score in open play since. Uh, we haven't had actually since coming back from the COVID break. If I'm, if it, correct me if I'm wrong, we haven't had a, um, a sub that came on and score. Um, so, getting back to the match, you see, because we are playing as we as they would say minnows, um, we are playing the the lower the league the lower level teams. Um, 
are the slow starts worrisome? If we if we do some if we start slow like say next year, to someone like Man City, to someone like Liverpool, do we have do we have it in our locker to go down two nil, and then come back, um, say to Man City, you know that's fully attacking all the time, Liverpool fully attacking, uh, with our slow starts before we get kind of get it together. What do you I mean? What are your what are your um, ideas? Um, what's your position on that? Yeah, no, I think my my ideas and my my <coughs> position completely changed on, you know, whether or not I'm nervous before or even, you know, after a, a big letdown early in the game. Um, I just feel like going forward, the attacking, you know, presence that we bring with three guys up front and the two in the middle there, um, I just don't feel like there's anybody that can score more than, than, than we can. Um, so it's not to say that I want to give up goals one or two. It's not to say that I, you know, I want to play from behind and they, that, that I want them to, to be woken up after the game's already begun, but it does show that they have some resilience and some character about them. And, um, I think that goes a long way. Um, especially when you're traveling on the road and, you know, right now we've had the benefit of not having fans. I mean, just imagine, you know, Bortman score that goal early. And their their fans, you know, they they were away, correct? We were were we at Portsmouth? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah. So you know, just imagine, you know, the fans go off, and you know, that's something that's really not talked about. I haven't heard too many pundits and too many um, potters talk about it. But the fact that there are any fans there to kind of, you know, build the team up um, when they do something well against such a good team, um, we haven't had to deal with that. So. I personally think right now, you know, it's just 11 v 11. You know, there's no 12th man. And for me, we have the better players. So I'm not nervous, not concerned. Um, it's And I and I was, I mean, middle of the season, didn't matter if we were playing Burnley, Norwich, you know, Bortman, didn't matter who we were playing. I always kind of felt like, well, you know, we're going to either concede or if we concede, they're going to score and they're going to equalize. So, no, at this moment in time, I just feel like you've got, you know, a 22-year-old, a 24-year-old who are pretty good and they've proven that they can score, and then all of a sudden you bring on a phenom who's proving that he's going to be better than both of them. Um, I I don't have any thoughts other than that. If we concede, we will equalize. It's just a matter of time. Speaking of conceding goals, EC, uh, because there's been pretty um, – Harry Maguire has been taking a lot of shtick. Uh, for the goal he conceded against Bournemouth, because he got made look, he got made to look like a championship, a championship CV, especially not a captain. Uh, he got nutmegged um, by Stanislav, Stanis, Stanislas, Stanislas, Stanislas. Uh, he got nutmegged by him on on the byline, and then you could say uh, the, you could say you can argue either way. De Gea should have say should have saved it either way. Um, my opinion, it was a rocket. I'm not putting, I'm I'm not putting that goal on De Gea. Just put it that way. Like I would in the past. Cause like you said, De Gea has been shaky, uh, and he's given away some kind of head scratchers. Um, but the, but the goal that my Harry Maguire let, basically let the dude just nutmeg him, you know, and it it was a kind of a, a comedy of errors. You see, I mean, it started off with what? Uh, miss kick, and then yeah, uh, who I think was Luke Shaw was involved. 
And then it came down to Harry Maguire on the byline. And then Stannis just put it through his legs, went around him, and then hit a rocket shot. Uh, I mean, an impossible shot, if you ever even think about it, because the angle was just right there. It was like you're, you're basically shooting a parallel shot uh, and actually have some, have some curve to go in. But um, get back to Harry Maguire, you see. I mean, he, he, I mean, since his return, and he's, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Since his return, he's been involved or responsible for several goals that we've let in. As a as this captain, as this center back that's you know supposed to be our rock at the back, is the criticism for Harry Maguire justified, or or no? Let's put it that way. Not a, you know I'm not going to even put an or. I'm not going to try to uh, sugarcoat it. I don't think you know. I don't think the question of we need to uh, replace him is 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 is, is a question, right? Uh, but I mean, he needs to, sh- you know, he needs to clean up his game. Yeah, he's got to clean it up. I, replacements going too far. I, you yeah. got to. I think what you've got to start doing, what what fans have to start doing, and we, and I know, I, I'm a, I'm a fickle fan too. I, I'm not gonna say all fans are fickle, and I'm not. I, I get that way too. But I think when it comes to McGuire, I think you have to put the complete game. Uh, into context and if it's a complete trash game then fine you know that that's fair enough to say that you know you string him together this 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 uh back to back to back you know horrible games i don't think that's the the case is he having um the best run of games lately no he's not but he's still doing what he needs to do um there's still a clean sheet that we're going to talk about here later that he you know helped and contributed to so you have to give him credit for that but you do have to call him out when things like you know, the, the, the deal at Spurs where he gets burned or he gets nutmegged in the box. Like, those things are not good because, again, you know, we are playing, to your point, the the lower le- the lower level teams that are fighting for relegation. I don't think we'll have a top match until next Sunday and then we, we finish off with Leicester. So, you know, when you get into those top teams, you know, those, those strikers and those midfielders that you're going to be going against, they're going to be way better than your Bortmans and your, your Villas of the world. So... Um, so no, every player, I don't care who you are. If you don't play well, you, you should, you should get criticized. But as far as dropping him, um, I, I don't think I, I honestly, I don't, we haven't talked about this yet, but I honestly don't think that the cry for, uh, the outcry anyway, for a, 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 a center back, a new center back is of the utmost concern as, as much as I thought that there was. And, and, the reason I say that is because I think both of those guys kind of play a role, and and Lindelof does his thing. He's not as pacey as I want, but he still he still plays really well. He's not doing anything that makes me feel nervous. Um, he's playing the ball out of the back, which is really well, and he's also getting forward. McGuire is what he is, right? He's not the fastest guy, but he'll he'll out jump just about anyone in the league. He's really tall, uh, physically demanding, but again, he's going to get burned for pace from time to time. So. Um, you know, I don't want them to strip the captaincy. I don't want them to take him away. I like what he brings. Um, you know, he is a leader. That's that's proven. Guys who listen to him, um, he scored some important goals for us. Uh, you know, when, when we needed it. Uh, and so, no, I, I hope I hope he keeps playing well, but he does have to clean some things up. No, it, uh, agreed. Um, I think it's a little too premature. This guy's first season with United. Um, you can also question if they gave him the captaincy too quickly. 
Um, but that's an argument for another another pod, another day. Because uh, we're talking about center backs. Uh, Victor Lindelof in that game got subbed off at halftime. They brought in Eric Bailly. Looking back on it, okay, because there's two there's two different uh, points to that that specific uh, action, right? I don't think Victor Lindelof that game had. I mean, was getting handled. You know, I don't. I I, I question the fact that Ole took him off, and then you bring in Eric Bailly, and we've already talked about it. Eric Bailly is like the Sergio Ramos, right? Great. I mean, he could play. I mean, obviously, more brittle and fragile Sergio Ramos, obviously, uh, because he's been injured so much. Uh, but I mean, he he can play awesome and badass, but he's always going to give that that one head scratching mistake that's going to cost the team. And he did. I think within the first three minutes of a no four minutes, four minutes of a you know of the, of the second half. Um, Again, it wasn't. It was. I. I. I attribute that penalty to Matic. If you if you look back on it, Matic plays a back, a back pass, but it was more like a back volley, uh, and almost over Eric by his head, and he did every every um every chance to stop it from actually going and, and you know conceding a corner kick, um, and it came off the guy's shoulder. It came off the guy's. I mean, they're um. They're talking about shoulder to arm. I mean, when you look at it, it's questionable if it's a handball or not. It doesn't matter. It gave up a penalty. Um, again, I like I said, that I attribute back to Matic because the, the Matic played a shitty ball to him. But getting back to the fact that why was Victor Lindelof subbed off and and also Eric Bailly is just a... Sometimes can be a comedy of errors with Eric Bailly. Um I don't think I, I don't see the reason for Victor um, to be uh, subbed off unless Ole was just trying to give by um, playing time. I don't see there, there, that there was a need. And maybe you're seeing, maybe you saw something I don't. Well, the, the rumors online, and again, it's online where that he got injured. He injured his back, um, so Ole subbed him off. I don't know how true that is. He played the next um, match. He played the next game, so that's what I'm saying. I don't know if it was an injury. He needed to ice it off. You know, they want him to be there, their second with the pairing with Harry Maguire, so they got him out of there. You bring Bailly on. I agree with you. I think Matic played a horrible ball uh, back to Bailly. Um, I don't even know if he was in the box, but, you know, they, they score. And, again, it's it's one of those things where I, I used to be like, oh, they score. But now I'm like, okay, they scored. When are we going to score? It's not. It's, so I wasn't. I wasn't as worried. I think at that point it's three-two. We then go on to score two more goals. So I, I, I think, I think it was an injury. I don't think he played like crap. I don't think. I think Ole was trying to protect him, make sure he was okay because, you know, every match we play is the biggest match we've played. Right. Mm-hmm. Every single time we step out on the pitch, it's the biggest game of our lives, and so. Um, Bailly settled into that game. He played better after he made that mistake. That's typically what you're going to get. You're going to get one big error or one big, wow, wow, how did he do that? And then he pretty much is going to do, um, you know, what he needs to do. And I think he did a good job. I think Fred came on in that game. He did a good job mm-hmm. as well. Um, and so the subs for me, they're doing a good job. I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm really, I really feel like, like that this club is probably in the best position that they've been 
uh, since Ole has, has taken over, probably since Sir Alex has left. Um, when you can bring people off the bench um, and, and they play well, that's all you need. You don't need them to be tens. If they're tens, great. But if they can come out there and give you a solid six, solid seven performance, um, that's what you're looking for. And so I just, you know, with Lindelof, I think that was just a protection deal, just a, a make sure type of deal because, you know, we got Ashton Villa or we had Ashton Villa coming up next and we need you to be, you know, fully fit uh, for that game, which he was. <clears throat> All right, well, we're going to finish the bad things because obviously there's gonna a lot of good things we're going to praise and we're going to probably spend most of the pod doing that. Uh, getting to the Villa game. Obviously clean sheet. But in the first part of the match and, you know, sometimes during the second, you know, in the second half, um, you saw Villa going at him. I mean, you saw a team that, hey, they're on the brink of regulation. So they're like they're throwing everything but the kitchen sink at you, and that's what I saw against Villa, uh, and they, they they gave it everything they could. I mean, um, Jack Green should have scored. Should have scored to be fair in no, that twenty did. minutes. Hit the post. Yes, um, and and you know you, you don't you don't score. You got a better team coming in. and You don't score. You know if you score that goal, your fans are going crazy. You've got confidence and. Again, it's it's eleven v eleven. He gets the post. It's nothing, and then here comes United. So, and Jack Grealish, Jack Grealish yeah. had a sitter too. I mean, oh, granted, did. granted, it went over the post, but it was just the pass to him, and it was just him and McGinn were getting penetration in the middle. It just seems like <clears throat> again this twenty first part of the match where we kind of just try to figure shit out. That's where we're most our most vulnerable, <clears throat> and it's until we score our first goal, then we kind of like settle in. It's like um, it's like a boxer. You see, have you heard, have you heard that um, you know that that analogy with the boxer, right? You know, you're, they're feeling people out, you know, feel each other out, but until the one of the boxers get hits in the fa- hits in the face, then he kind of relaxes, right? Okay, now you know, now we're now I know I'm, now now I could you know now I'm in the match. You know, right. okay, now I got that out of the way. You know, I took a power shot. I knew I took a power shot. And I, you know, I got up. All right, now now it's game on. Um, I think that's what we're, that's what we're kind of doing. We're, we're, we're taking, uh, we're taking other teams' power shots. Um, obviously, you know, some of them came in, in the forms of a goal. But uh, the way, the onslaught of, um, of, of the attack, and then we kind of okay, we snap out of it. All right, we've we taken their hit, and then we go on the the attack. Um, again, I think that's gonna if we keep that mindset, I think it's gonna bite us in the ass. I mean, do you think we can withstand some like that against the Liverpool or Man City? Hell, even a Tottenham. I I honestly think, especially City. I I think City's back line needs help. I think they're gonna have to look into the transfer market and get some help. I think obviously with Liverpool, I think Van Dyke's a great center back, but I think the pairing, I don't think they have exactly what they want. I actually think they'll go shopping in the summer to get somebody better to pair with with Van Dyke. But I just feel like at this moment in time, you know, Chelsea, Man City, uh, Everton, Spurs, Arsenal, um, Sheffield, Wolves, I feel like those teams, they're susceptible to get at, to, to be gotten at, I should say. And I just feel like right now, you know, you've got these these aren't we don't have players who are even, in my opinion, at their peak. 
You know, I, I think I think if you look at how scary we're going to be, let's just say two years, right? That puts Tony at 26. I put Rashford at 24 and freaking, you know, Greenwood's only 20, 21 years old, 20 years old. So I just think going forward, we have, you know, Bruno's only 27 at that point. We have so much going forward and they're, they're almost in, into the peak of their powers. I just feel like we're only going to get better. And I think that other teams around the league, they're going to have to straighten up their defense if they want to beat us. Because not only are we winning games, but we're shutting teams out for the most part. I think in this 16-17 game run, I think we've only allowed in four to maybe six goals total. So I just think right now, like I said, Ole's got a great opportunity to not only finish in the top four, but also win um, one or maybe even two trophies because you can take chances, right? Look how much bite, look how much Aaron Wan-Bissaka is getting forward. Even Luke Shaw starting to get forward more because he knows, hey, we've got forwards, we've got midfield players that are going to get service and we've got forwards that can score the ball. Um, I just think right now it, it just seems like to me, not that we can't get beat, I'm not saying that, but I do feel like if we go down, as long as mentally, I think mentally is the biggest part for this team. As long as they don't get down on themselves, I think they'll be fine. And I think, again, not having anyone there to kind of boo or to, to cheer on the other team or to you know send the rallying cry from the 12th man, if you will, I think that's, that's going a long way for and against us. And so I think um, for me, because, I mean, how great would it be to have the fans at Old Trafford uh, seeing what we're playing like right now. I mean, it would be a madness. It would be a great uh, scene to see. So I just, right now, I, I don't feel like, you know, obviously if you're going down, you know, five goals, yeah, you have a problem. But I just don't see us conceding, you know, that much that quickly to where if we do give up one, I think we'll be able to at least, if not score, at least have chances to kind of give ourselves confidence that like what we're doing is actually working. <clears throat> yeah, no, I mean... I think um, again, it's because um, I mean I agree with you. I don't like the slow starts. Like 20, yeah. it takes twenty minutes to get into it, and and again, they should have scored. Like Villa should have scored a goal. It hits the post. De Gea's beat. I I, I didn't like his positioning, mm. but again, you know, you you make your own luck. And I mean, we'll talk about the goals. The the first goal, obviously, again, it's us making our own luck, and it's us saying to ourselves, okay. You know, Bruno's again saving our butt and getting us out of a, a, a really bad time. But you make your own luck. They don't score. We do. I don't think it was a penalty. Doesn't really matter. It was given. And you have to score it. Just because yeah. you're at the spot doesn't mean you're going to score every single time. And, and he was able to do that. Yeah. Well, let's put, let's put a little bow on the defense. Um, There's like, I'm not saying controversy, but a buzz uh, at the end of the Born of the Match. Uh, where Ole went up to Ake. Uh, Ake is his name? Ake? Yeah, Ake. Ake, yeah. Ake. The Bournemouth center back. And um, what did he say? I mean, every <laughs> I thought I heard it correctly, and it sounded like it would. He basically said uh, United are looking for a left-footed center, left center back. Um, in a press conference right before the Aston Villa match, it was brought up and he just shrugged it off and said, you know, it's just media, blah, blah, blah. I mean, <laughs> from the recording, it sounds like that's what he said. Um, what, I mean, because we're not going to have much transfer talk 
let's talk about this at this pod. Would Ake pairing with a uh, um, a Harry Maguire? Would that uh, would that look would that work well? Uh it it could. I'm not saying it won't, but they both essentially want to play the same position. So you're going to have to ask Ake to move over mm-hmm. to play Lindelof's position. That's not where he wants to play. Um, he is pacier um, than than Lindelof, so that might work. Um, not better than Maguire in the air. I think Maguire's better in the air mm-hmm. uh, than Ake. So it, it could work. I just, like, it's not, I don't think you're doing it. I don't think fans are doing it. I just don't think Lindelof's crap. I think he's a good player. I think you can always improve and get better, right? Mm-hmm. So there's always the 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 want to, like, I know you're not down with Koulibaly, but, I mean, like, Upa Makano is another good look. He's 24, 23, something like that. Um, there are always um, players out there who you'd go, yeah, let's go ahead and bring him in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I would... I, I wouldn't mind Ake coming in, but for me, yes, we've only played Spurs. That's the only top 10, if you want to call it, team that we've played, and we drew them. Mm -hmm. I totally get it. But even before that, we were on a nice little run of keeping clean sheets and playing really well, and that was Maguire and Lindelof, right? It was sprinkled in, sprinkled in bite. Mm -hmm. So I just think that, you know, chemistry is a lot. Chemistry is a big thing, and... You know, if these guys are gelling and all of a sudden you bring in someone, you know, it takes someone's spot. If they're not better, like if it's just like for like, I don't really see why you're doing it unless you just don't like the player. Mm-hmm. And I really think he, he likes Lindelof. I think he values him. He's young. Um, you know, he doesn't make too many dumb decisions. He does get caught out some. He's not going to win every ball in the air, but I think he's getting better, and I think that just comes with maturity, and that comes with you getting stronger, and I think that's something that he's obviously going to do with being a, a huge club like United. So I wouldn't mind Ake coming in because I talk to you all the time about you know competition, and you know you don't want a player to get complacent, and I think that happens when you have a number one player and he's got nobody near him, and he knows he's never going to lose his spot. And then it just becomes for him to be self-motivated to go out there, and there's nothing in training that he can do negatively that that lets you know he won't lose his spot. I think if you bring in an Ake, then Lindelof goes, okay, every practice, every match, every time I go out there, everyone knows that Ake's on the bench, and if I screw up, here he mm-hmm. comes. I don't think you really have that thought process with Bailly. I think it's kind of like, Okay, if he gets hurt or if he needs rest, go ahead and bring him in. But everyone knows when I, when when Bai comes in, they're kind of nervous he's going to do something bad. Twinzebe, uh, he gets hurt. I don't know what's going on with him. He looked like he trained again this week. Haven't seen him play. Um, and so I, I just, for, for me right now, yes, I like the competition side of it, but I don't have a problem with the pairing as it is right now. I really don't. I don't either. I mean, Ake, I mean, because he played for Chelsea, right? Am I correct me if I'm wrong? Um, he had a he had a cup of coffee with Chelsea. I think he did, and I, I think it was more of a Mourinho uh, kind of getting him out kind of thing, right? <clears throat> I mean, he has talent, um, and obviously we want talent. And getting back to the Koulibaly thing, it's not that I don't like Koulibaly as a as a player. I think he's a phenomenal player, unlike his age. You know, I mean. We need to go young, if especially we're gonna. We've we talked about finances, especially if we're gonna pay that much. 
I'd rather pay that much for a younger person uh, that's going to give you more rather than an older person. I'm not an ageist, uh, Mom, okay? I believe old people can do th good things too. Um, but in football, uh, if I'm <laughs> spending 100 mil, hey, I want to make sure this dude's going to... This dude's gonna be there for you know another couple of years. All right, that's the the wrap on the negative, you know, because we're always negative Nancys on this show. Um, the, the positives, you see, the positives are we scored eight goals in two games. We've scored our goal differential is going up game by game, so we're catching Leicester, we're catching um, Chelsea on that regard. So if we ever come to, excuse me a tie or whatnot um, at the end of the season. Leicester has a goal differential against us, but we're scoring goals. And what do we always love is goals, you see. Now, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about this person off the bat because I like to save the best for last. But unfortunately, see, we have to talk about this guy because he, he's the one that scored the opener. He's the one that gave us hope. I'm not saying he gave us hope. He's the one that opened the floodgates against Bournemouth. And that's Mr. Mason Greenwood, you see. Right, left, right, left. Doesn't matter what, what foot he's on. The dude has a freaking rifle at his foot. He scored two against, um, two against Bournemouth. Right? Am I correct? Yeah, right? scored in the 29th minute and the 54th minute. And then he scores against Aston Villa. Those all all the shots you see are not they're not your typical dinkers. These guy, this guy, I, I I don't have any words. I can't. This guy makes me speechless when I watch him play, especially coming in. I mean, what he does in, he runs hard. You see, and he um, his his touch is 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 phenomenal. And what he did to both uh, both. Uh, veteran defenders Tyrone Mings he may look like a bitch and Tyrone Mings is a pretty good player um you know even though he plays for Aston Villa the guy's good and then with the Bournemouth defender who was it um Dunk right yeah and those are men this guy's 18 years old 19 years old he made men look silly from what he did turning him around spinning him around and then the angles he gets on his shot, you see, I there is there is an argument on who is the great greatest young player out there in Europe. Obviously, people are talking Mbappe, but Mbappe's been on the world scene for many uh, for several years right now. Uh, Mason Greenwood, ha hands down, is probably the best young player out there, and the sky is the limits for this guy. For, I mean, yeah, he's the best teenager in the world. It, it's not. There's no debate. Um, best best overall player, best hold up play, best striker in eighteen year old or teenager in the world. No no question. Um, this is this is Eric Cantona. This is Rudy in his prime. This is Andy Cole. This is uh, Van Nistelrooy. This is this is all of that. If you guys if you hadn't had a chance to look at any of the players that I'm talking about, um, watch this kid next game. Watch the last two games. Um, I, I this is. He is uh, essentially going to be that next great academy player that we've been able to develop. Yeah. Um, we've got five actually playing for us right now, which is absolutely amazing. But uh, no, this this kid is head and shoulders um, 
the star of the academy players. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm including Rashford in that mix. He's better than Rashford. I think mm-hmm. he'll be better than Rashford when it's all said and done. Because to your point, uh, he's doing it from open play. Um, I don't think he scored one penalty all season. So everything he's doing, he's running at defenders. He's taking on defenders. Uh, he's making people look stupid. Um, he is exactly what Ole said he was. Remember, Ole said he is the best finisher we have at the club. And he didn't mix words. He didn't say, well, Tony's right behind him. He didn't say Martial's right there. He said he is the best finisher, best striker we have at the club. So I think what he has done is phenomenal. I think what we're doing with our forwards is phenomenal. Um, You can tell these guys are clearly in a competition with each other. Um, everybody wants to score. I don't know if it's a hundred thousand on the on, on the who gets the most, but there's something going on. Um, uh, I just I, every time I watch him play, every time he touches the ball, um, I'm going to get killed for this. But it reminds me of when Ronaldo gets on it and when Messi gets on it because you don't know what they're going to do, and you don't know if you're going to ever see a strike like he like he hits it. You don't know if he, you're going to see a step over and a strike of the ball, you know, when he's on it. So. I I'm like you. A lot of times he he brings me to where I'm speechless. Speechless, excuse me. But um, at the moment, uh, we literally have a diamond uh, on our squad. 18 years old. Uh, I hope they can continue to nurture him. But there is no more. Like the 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 training wheels need to be completely gone. Never shown again. Um, he does not lose his spot until he retires um, from United. Uh, and so I am I'm super excited that we got him. Well, I would say that easy um, about losing a spot until he retires, but I understand the I understand what you're saying. Um, the kid is again. I'm speechless when I describe him. When he comes on the ball, when he gets the ball, it, yes, it is. It has that Ronaldo flair to it. It's like this. He's going to do something special because um, he scores from right footed, left footed. He scores on the left side of the goal, right side. I mean. Left side, right side, whatever you want. This kid, you know, I don't know. Anyways, Mason Greenwood, you know, three goals in the past two games, and then he's pretty much scored in every match uh, since coming back from COVID, this COVID you know, um, run. So um, I would even say him and Bruno, <clears throat> player of the month contenders, uh, and it's already barely – not even the middle of July, uh, but hopefully Mason you know keeps it up. All right, the other two goals, uh, the other goal scorers. I'm sorry, uh, Marcus Rashford got it got got out of his slump. You see, um, albeit a pen, but um, he still looks he still looks because he had a goal disallowed obviously because of Pogba um, offsides. Uh, all right, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna rip the bandaid off. I'm tired of it um, because I know <laughs> I know. Me, and you, and I are gonna have disagreements on this. Rashford and Martial play the same position, period. Because Rashford, Martial is a, a one one trick pony. You know what he's gonna do. You know what he's gonna do. And his his first two goals coming back from COVID. Again, I hate guys. Please. Don't bang on me that I'm a Martial hater. It's not that. I, it's not that. It's I see. I, I just I don't see greatness in this guy. 
the one uh, the the goals that he got the first two uh, the first two matches, the first match I'm sorry, where he almost had a hat trick. Uh, those are again, I, I've already said in the past pod. Uh, they could have ricocheted off a statue and, and Rashford sort of would have scored. It's like one of those trick shots that the Harlem Globetrotters do, right? Um, and the other shot, again, we also said if Chicharito was there, I gave him that goal. And then his chip shot, I said, but it's that chip shot, right? It's always in the outside of the box on his right right foot. This sec- the, pa- the game against Bournemouth, again, always the outside of the box on the right foot. He's not... He's not a striker, you see. Rashford and Martial play the same position as the left wing back, left winger, coming in. As I mean, it, it, that's that, that's it. So who's better at that position? So again, I'm saying we're gonna we need a striker. We need a a, a real striker, uh, um, somebody who's diverse uh, that that can go in and, and make the six yard run in the box. Somebody's good in the air, and Martial's neither of those things. He's dynamic on the outside of the pitch, coming in, but that's it. That's it, DC. And, and no, 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 hold on, I'm not done yet. But compare Martial and Rashford. Yeah. They're, I mean, they, they have the same skill set. Yes, Martial has, has scored more in open play, and you can talk about Rashford in, uh, in, uh, in, you know, with the pens and, and whatnot, but... I still see more, more um, fla- not flair. It's more. Uh, how would you say? I still see more ability. There you go, with Rashford playing on the left than Martial playing on the left because Martial is not a striker. He's not a number nine. You see, and and, and I'm tired of hearing people on the other side of the pond uh, in these fan channels saying, "Oh, Martial, Martial, Martial." Yes, his movement is good. It's, but his movement's good as a left winger as well. That's where he plays. Not in the box. His movement in the box is shit. It's not in the box. It's not a striker. It's not what a striker do. His movement in the box is shit. His movement outside the box, what he creates, that's a different story. If you want to put him back on a, on a, as a wing or a number 10, that's fine. But a number 9, he's not. He has scored goals. He has scored very good goals. He is a stri- he's a forward. He is a forward. I'm not saying that. I'm not denying the fact that Anthony Martial is a forward, just like uh, Rashford, just like Greenwood, just like Jaden Sancho would be. They're forward players. Give me a striker. That's all I'm asking. He's not a striker. He is a forward. And then he's going to play on the, on the wings, either right or left, or he can play middle. He's not as creative as Bruno to make passes. And we'll get to Bruno Sanchez, I mean, Fernandez here in a bit, <laughs> because you can argue uh, on the, the, the opportunities that he created and the missed shots that he created. But we'll get to him and Pogba in a bit, and you'll be surprised on my, my opinion about my about Mr. Paul Pogba, you see. But getting my opinion on, on regarding Rashford and Martial, I need I need, I need – I need Martial out, get out of the number nine position and put a real striker in there uh, because he is not a real striker. And I know I know I sing this uh, this tune every pod or it seems like every other pod, and I'm pretty sure the, the listeners are probably getting tired of it, but I'm just tired of the, 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 um, the false narrative out there about Martial and, and being this striker in the box, and he's not. Yeah, no, I, I I understand where you're coming from as far as um, 
you want him in more. I just think that Martial is a smart player. I think he knows when to get in and when to get out. I think the the goal he scored um, from outside the box, I think that was a game where he knew he needed to move out uh, and and create from outside, and he did that. And I think, you know, in the game against Sheffield United, um, he was in the box and he scored uh, two goals <coughs> inside the box. So yeah, it was controversial. I, I think he can. I think I think for for most people, it's it's one of those things where what they're looking for from Tony is, is to be consistent. I don't, I don't think, I don't think there should be, and obviously you're entitled to your opinion, but mm-hmm. I don't think there should be a debate on whether or not he's a striker. I think if you look at the premier, the premier league, if you look at the other leagues around, there's no slight on the Bundesliga. There's no slight on the Liga, but I think from top to bottom, um, I think the premiership is the best league right now. Um, that being said, you know he's up there with with the, the top scores in the league. If you look at um, Rash, Rashford, Rashford's got I think ten penalties this season. I think he's on fifteen goals. Um, Tony, I don't think has any penalties, and he's at the same or maybe one below him. So I I think he can score goals. They're they're both on twenty overall for the season. That's that's to me what you want. You want it at a minimum not, all yeah. competition. Your, your striker should score 20 goals. He, they've both done that. So I just think for me, T- Tony has not been consistent. I will give you that 10 times out of 10. He needs to grow into that. But I think what we have to do is we have to say, look, what is he do? What is, what are we saying? We're saying you're saying he's not that good. I'm, t- I'm saying I think he's a good striker. What I'm saying is also he's also 24 years old. Now, that's not like – ancient in soccer times but that doesn't mean that he's young but let's just look at Lewandowski who's 28 29 who's probably the best striker I think hands down bar none in the world I think he scored again like 35 goals or something crazy no I mean you could look at Erd Haaland I think put put Tony well, uh, put Tony against Haaland how many goals do each yeah, yeah. have? Yeah, so so again again if you're looking at Erlen Haaland and you're looking at and you're looking at um at Tony Holland to me, thirty goals, scores over thirty. He, he scores the, he scores the ball. But let, but again, you have to put into context where is he playing at. That's why when I say at a striker that, position in I, the middle. That, no, no, no. I'm talking about the league. <laughs> I'm talking about the league. The league that he plays in. The dude's okay. Like, people, and I could say he's uh, at he's four years younger than he's, he's four years younger than Tony Martial. And he's, and, I, and, and, no, and, and, again, and and now he's doing now he's now he went from a Salzburg in in Austria now he's uh, at, at at Borussia Dortmund that's a step up in play and he's still doing it at Borussia Dortmund. I I can't wait to see Holland play in the Premiership where he I think he should be right now. Yes, I I that's because for me the Premiership is not only a quicker league but it's also a more physical league and I think he can handle it. I'm not saying he can't handle it. All I'm saying is, is you have to put everything into context and say, okay, if we're if we're looking at strikers, right? We're looking at world class strikers. What is a benchmark? I think a benchmark for not a regular but a world class striker is at a minimum you should have 20 goals. That leaves you for like 10 in the league, two in Champions League group play, one and two in FA Cup, and maybe you scored one in, in the in a Carabao or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they he's already done that. And we still have we still have games to go and games to be played, and he's still scoring goals. So I think with Tony being 24, and I know people aren't going to want to hear this, but he was not 
a favorite of Jose Mourinho. He was not someone that Mourinho wanted to play. He didn't he didn't favor him. I feel like with players, when you when you take and switch out, and you can take this with any sport. When you take and you switch out the coach and you bring in a new coach and you have new philosophies and new ideas, as young kids as he was when he first came in with with uh, Mourinho, it messes up their confidence. Again, there's no, you can't take it away that he's not being consistent, right? He's the player. He's the one that has to go out there and score goals and perform. I just think that now in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, I think Ole has confidence in him. I think he respects him as a number nine. I think he knows he can do a job. And I think, to Martial's credit, he has done a job. He has done a really good job. And I think this, that, that he can only get better again. Let's, let's just think about when he's 27, when he's 26. Mm-hmm. He's 24 years old. If you give him a continuous run of games, which we're doing, and you give him a full season with confidence, and also we're not looking at the fact that he has not really, in my opinion, had service since January, and able to have someone that he knows is going <laughs> to spray the ball to him, and it's not going to be you know, him trying to figure out when he's going to get the ball. I think that's the biggest misconception of, of, mm-hmm. of, of Martial. I think once those things come into play, I think more people are going to start to see that he can become more consistent once you have better and consistent players around him. I, get, mm-hmm. I, I think, again, it, it, it comes into when you talk about Paul Pogba, when you talk about Tony Martial, when you talk about even Rashford uh, for, that, for that, like, you're talking about attacking players. So the, these attacking players... They have to have service. You can't just be a striker and look at Harry oh Kane. My God, dude. Perfect example. Oh my God. Okay. Kane, Harry Kane's a great striker. That's this. That you're. But if he doesn't argue, get no, service, no, 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 no. If you don't get service, your argument of getting service is already it's getting old. DC. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm telling you because how do they get the ball? No, no, I, well, who's been there since January? Who's how been there? No, 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 no. How many, who's been there since January? After who do we sign? Bruno Fernandez, right? We've been on a great run since Bruno. I mean, we can, and then we can get into the argument of who's better, who's a more of a world class player between him or Pogba, because Pogba could never lift up a team. Bruno has lifted up a team. EC. Bruno has carried this team since his, since his arrival. And yes, people would say um, he can give away balls left and right. But no, no, you, you, he's had somebody to give him service since January. And right. yes, Martial has been a better player. He and, has and, been. And, and, you know, I understand that. And everybody's going to get it misconstrued that I think that we need this, you know, six foot seven striker. No, no, no. I'm just saying I'm comparing I'm comparing I'm comparing Martial to Cunaguero. I'm comparing Martial to Raheem Sterling to Firmino and Martial is a one-trick pony. Those players could do other things. Martial just hits it. We, I could tell you what Martial does. Gets on the, I mean, he gets the ball on the left, comes in on his right foot, and bangs it in. That's it. And yes, he scores twenty goals. I mean, but I mean, every, it, he's gonna get it figured out. It's like that. It's like that wonderful basketball, like LeBron James. You know, he can't dribble left. Make the guy go left, and he ain't gonna score. You know what I mean? Because he ain't a great player. He's not an all-time great. That's that, just, that 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 is, is Martial. Okay, okay. You, you, you honestly, now I'm saying that now. At, at Kudaguero's prime and Martial, we you could say we has not seen his prime. Saying is, hey, at Kudaguero when he was with the Atletico before he came over to um, Man City, you those were probably comparable years. Martial is not the same player as Kunaguero because he can't score the other goals that Kunaguero could do, and they're both small. I know they're not good in the air, but Kunaguero gets in the box. And the, the, I mean, the, there's a difference. 
Uh, Raheem Sterling, even though I hate Raheem Sterling. I mean, I don't hate. Hate's a strong word. But Martial can't do what Raheem Sterling does. Martial can't do what Firmino does. And those are comparable players. I'm not saying you need to be six foot seven Erlen Holland or Lewandowski as a striker. That's what I'm talking about, a striker. Somebody that can do other other than bring it in from the in the in the left, cut in on your right, and then you bang it in with your right foot. And that's all Martial does. Okay, but look <laughs> let's look at the facts. Jamie Vardy. Oh, God, oh even Obama Jamie Vardy. Yang. Hold on, hold on. Jamie Vardy, Obama Yang, Salah, Danny Ings. Raheem Sterling, Serge Aguero, Sadio Mane, oh Raul Jimenez, and then Martial. So I don't understand how you're telling me that all like he's number nine. He's got more than Harry Kane, more than Gabriel Jesus, oh, Harry Kane, Harry Kane's more been, than Kevin De Bruyne. Okay, Harry Kane's been uh, more injured. More than Son Young Ming. And as soon as this comes off the bench, I mean, maybe, 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 hey. Maybe uh maybe Marshall could should come off the bench. I'm just saying he's a one trick pony, EC. Every every I mean and dude, I mean every I mean I don't rate Jerry, Jamie Vardy, I really don't. But Jamie Vardy led when Lester when Lester won the fucking league. Is Lester are Lester uh Premier League contenders every year? Or is that a one trick pony, that one fluke of a season? I don't think it was a fluke of a season, but I think some <sighs> good things for their club had to happen for them to win it. I don't think this has been the best Premier League season. Look how many points Liverpool won the league by. But, but you can also, I mean, when Jose said that this was the hardest the hardest job that he's ever done, Man City won the league by 17 points almost that season as well. I mean, yes, the Premier League is something what top-heavy when you get to the winners, but I'm saying, but the middle of the pack from two to... From two to what fifteen? There is there is some there. There's not so as much parity, you know. I mean, I just I would understand your argument if he did not score in the box and he does. I would understand. He scored two your goals argument. in the box. Okay, so that's what I'm trying to get to. Like your point is that you, your single point is that he doesn't score enough in the box. He only scores from outside of the box. Yes. He's a striker. He's His a one job tri- is to score and, goals. And not score my, goals what in the my box. Point, to score goals. What my point is, him and Marsh, Rashford play the same position. Period. We need somebody that is a striker, EC. We need somebody that does uh, versatile things in the box, and he does not. I'm saying you could put Rashford and Martial at the same position on the left. That's all I'm saying. I just don't see what you're not seeing. I think you need to go back and watch what he's doing, the totality of the game, especially the last game. He didn't even score, and he had one of the best games he's played all year. I think you got to stop looking at the <laughs> score sheet and where they're scoring from and look at the totality of the entire game that they're playing I and how they see. string together passes and how they link up. He's smart enough to understand when it's time to get in the box. He's 5'11", so if there's a six foot four guy in the box, what's he doing in there? He's wasting time. Oh You're not That's why when he comes he's... out of the box and he takes on defenders and scores goals, probably the best goal of that game, that curler, he understands where he has to be. So I just don't get, we're not even done with the season yet. He's only two, one off of Jimenez, who you'd like. He's one off Mane. He's one off Aguero, probably the best striker in the Premier League ever. He's two off Sterling. Like, what else is he supposed to do? 
as a striker, you're supposed to score goals. Yes. You're not no, 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 no. To, Well, He's you're not in the box forward. enough. He you is a four. Two goals, a, but you were in the box. Uh, you're not, you're not like, understanding. That's, that's an argument. I'm not saying. No, no, no. I'm not saying. Marsh, I don't, I'm not saying I don't rate him as a player. I'm saying I don't rate him in the position he's being played. Period. Okay. That's all. Tell me That's this. all I am. So That's all I'm this. saying. Answer me this. Answer me this. If Anthony Martial uh-huh. stayed in the box and scored two goals a season, oh would you like God. him as a striker? No. Okay. That's my whole thing. You no, want him I'm in saying, the box. And it's, no, no. I'm saying at the position he is, EC, he should be on the fucking left and, 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 and Rashford position if you want to put them two in the same position. Period. Uh, uh, I think Rashford's, for me, the, the for me and I, and you're saying for you so just for me yes best place to put Rashford is out on the left we can clearly and, and see that where, he is not a striker that's where that's where Martial belongs but to Martial Tony, clearly is not Tony, a striker Tony uh, clearly how do you score 15 from open play and you're not a striker and the season's not over how does that happen if you're not a striker not a striker you see he's a winger so, Ronaldo fucking so, scored Ronaldo scored 30 some goals and you can't tell me he was. I mean, he played on the. You know, he played on the right. Yes, was, he did. Was Ronaldo? Was Ronaldo the number nine? No, he was the seven. He was a seven. He was a seven, and he put, scored thirty some goals Ronaldo. that season when he won the Ballon d'Or. The season before that, he scored twenty some, just like Martial on the on the right hand side. No, 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 no. EC. Yes, you can score goals from different positions. I understand that. I mean, because there are 11 positions out there on the pitch. And yes, you can okay. score goals. But as a number nine, Martial's so, not a number nine. So what do you want Martial I want, to do? I mean, either put him or Rashford. Next year, when we go get a real striker, put him or Rashford on, uh, at the number 11 position. Period. So you really think we should go out and get a striker this summer? I, hands down, Yes. I, I mean, oh I will, yes, we need yes, we need a striker. We need a striker. We need a proven. We need a striker, a, a, a bloodhound. We need somebody that, that gets in that damn box and 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 does and does his job. You're so stuck on the box, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> You're stuck on the box. Get out of the box. Come out of the box. Someone open the door so Jesus can come out of the box. Listen, we need I, a striker. That's it. That's it. I, that's, I'm done. I got beans in the right. I got beans in the grill. You know, all right. I need to make. Sure, I need to go check on my beans. You see, make sure they're not burning right now. I'm just. I'm, I'm sick and tired of the artist argument. You see, because you know, I, you can't see my point. I just. I will never. <laughs> if you're scoring goals, I just can't see it. I just can't. All right, man. You know what? We're just gonna get off this uh, Anthony Martial train because, and this this train is leaving to nowhere. But you know, uh, that's another topic for another. Let's say maybe, hopefully, for a transfer window podcast. Uh, yes. Whenever, whenever we get it, when we get a striker. All right. Um, I brought up Bruno, um, and I'm not gonna talk about uh, the, his play because his play has still been. He's created and he's lost some goals. You see, but let's talk yeah. about the the var, um, the decision that he got uh, this last game with the penalty. Pen or no pen? Definitely no pen. Thank you. Um, he definitely crafted that, so I will give him credit for like making it happen. But uh, no, we got we got lucky. And again, I'm I'm a huge proponent, and you make your own luck. Um, he made his own luck. He's. Bruno, there's a, a, a thread on uh, Twitter of him uh, drawing or trying to draw fouls. Um, this is this is new age 
football. So for people that have been watching for a long time, for some, it pisses them off. For me, I'm like, look, as a defender, you know that if you breathe on these guys these days, they're falling down. They might get the call. They might not. Mm -hmm. Because some referees have been doing pretty good with simulation and giving cards actually for simulation. So, you know, it's one of those things, you know, I thought when VAR reviewed it, they were going to say no way. Um, I jumped up and cheered when they said, yes, it's mm -hmm. a penalty because I'm like, look, we got Rashford, we got Bruno. These two are proven uh, penalty takers. Um, I was happy that Bruno took it uh, in the last match. You know, he, he was nice and he gave it to Rashford to get him on the score sheet to get his confidence. That just shows, you know, Bruno's a leader. I think that's why he did that. But in this one, he said, you know what? I'm the I am the penalty taker. Mm -hmm. I am the free kick taker on this team. Get out of the way and watch. And that's what we all did. And he uh, he put us up one nothing when it really looked like Villa was going to be the first to score. I agree. Uh, it's always the which side of the coin you're looking at when he when somebody uh, when a penalty decision comes in. Obviously, absolutely. If um if an, if it's against us. Um, and that would happen. We we're like, what? You know, we would have probably even beside ourselves, you know, <laughs> eating our hats, uh, as the expression would say. Um, mm -hmm. but obviously, you know, you're on this side of the coin, uh, and it goes for us. So I'm like, hey, you know, it's a red, it's, that's football, right? It's football. Right. Um, I don't, um, I don't have an issue, uh, with him, uh, doing what he did because, uh, as you know, I live in South Texas, DC. One of my favorite players after Michael Jordan, obviously, was Mr. Manu Ginobili. Yes. Ginobili, the king. The, yes. the king of the flop, baby. <laughs> the king. Ginobili made it fashionable. Of, um, and, and he took, uh, I guess you could say, no, he, he took the, you know, the um, soccer mentality, I guess, and brought it to the hardwood. Yeah. And, um, you know, Ginobili, you know, mastered it and crafted it and, um, and he did what he did. And there's also a Mr. He Kobe. Made it an art form. Huh? He made it an art form. I mean, Ginobili <laughs> was a king at doing that. You knew he was going to do it. And he did it and he still got away with it every time. He was brilliant. Mr. Manu Ginobili. And there was also Mr. Kobe Bryant, too. Every, you know, every, every, you know, there's, 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 there's players that say that every time, uh, Every time uh, he'd go for a jump shot or a shot, he'd always yell, you know, to try to get the to get the the, the ref's attention, you know, to you obviously call a foul or whatnot. Hey, but mm -hmm. hey, that's sport, right? I'm not saying it's dirty. I'm not saying it's uh, you know it's it's um, uh, not gentlemanly, but um, it is what it is. Bruno that's called right. the foul, you know, the, you know, caught the foul. It wouldn't should have been a foul, but anyways, it is what it is. We got the point, you know, put it up. Put us up to zero in that match. Um, the first, you know, the in in the other match, um, you know, like I said, he gave it to Marcus Rashford to show it goes to show what kind of player. But getting back to the Bruno Pogba link up, EC, uh, and I want to talk about Pogba because my I'm changing my he's changing my you know my uh, thought thought process about him. Him and Bruno, uh, and the, the against Bournemouth, they seem like they're on the same wavelength, and it seems like that midfield wavelength is is could be a dynamic force, hopefully for seasons to come. And then you saw it again against Aston Villa, where they you know they playing playing off each other, they're feeding each other, and it's just simple balls. It's I mean, the the passes to them too to score because. Um, 
Pogba passed it to Bruno, I guess, against Bournemouth, right? And that's when Bruno scored from uh, from outside the box. Simple little yes. pass. Simple little, yeah, simple, simple little pass. And similar to what happened in Villa, again, again, a simple pass from Bruno to Pogba outside the box and bangs it in. Rupp 3-0. But Pogba's movement, I think his confidence has probably gotten back. And... I mean, yes, I know I said what I said. It's kind of like one of those jilt, you know, you know, these uh, when you're mad at your wife, kind of say something you're not supposed to uh, <laughs> things uh, earlier when I said it about Bruno and Pogba. But I think you're right. Everybody's right. Pogba needs to play around great players. And I think that's elevated his game. Now we're seeing the type of player he is. I think my beef with Pogba is that he's not a leader. He's not a world-class leader. Uh, he's like a LeBron James, right? He's not a Michael Jordan. I think Paul. I think I think Bruno is a Larry Bird on the Larry Bird Michael Jordan level. Now nah, I'm saying Michael Jordan levels, you know, kind of harsh, but he's that kind of player that's going to elevate people's play, no matter what. Even though he doesn't have the talent, uh, but he's that type of player. But you see, you see, and again, this is not this is not the section where I'm going to bash Pogba. You've seen his <laughs> abilities ring true on the passes that he's playing. Yes, some of the passes are. I mean. Some of the, the mistakes he makes, you know, passing it, you know, just like Bruno, not making the correct pass, flopping sometimes. Uh, you saw Pogba do that, uh, not being in a position sometimes. But you saw the brilliance uh, of Paul Pogba um, when he created some of the passes, like the pass to Martial and uh, and whatnot. Not Martial, Rashford. Um, I'm changing my tune on Paul Pogba, and I think it'll change even further. If he signs a long-term deal, which I think they're trying to get done. He shows his commitment to United because um, I think what him and Bruno, like I said, are, have, it can, you know, go for, you know, long, you know, more seasons. But we need his commitment. And he has one more year after this next coming year, EC, I guess, on his deal, 2021. If we see that commitment, we don't see trash coming out like we have seen in the in the off season coming from Mina Riola and obviously Pog Pogba talking you know about other clubs. I think um, I think that'll settle fans down, especially fans like myself, uh, about his commitment to United. Because I mean, obviously, I think now United is committing to the team, and they found that in Bruno Fernandez. They found a true leader. They found a true world class player. And what is Bruno Fernandez? Yeah, I think I think with with Pogba, I think he's come out and he said he wants to, you know, have other players. I think he actually mentioned Sancho uh, to come to the club. That lets you know for me that you know he wants to be here. I think what he needed to see was that United were committed to him, and I think they're doing that. I think I think what they're doing is they're starting to bring in uh, players that make sense. Um, I think Bruno, you know, there's people and it, the argument can be made, and I kind of understand where they're coming from, but. I think Bruno's purchase really came from some of the injuries that we had. And it would be really interesting to see if we would have even gotten uh, Bruno had, you know, McTominay and, and Matic and others uh, been, been, been in the club. Um, so that's a, that's, a big, that's a big factor for me because I think Bruno has definitely changed the culture um, of United, um, you know, by himself. And so I think with Paul, I think, you know, he wants to be around a club that is full of really good players because I think – the way he plays and the way that he thinks he's a really good player and he, and he needs people to be on the same 
uh, wavelength. So I think I think Pog will be here for at least the next two seasons. Definitely next season. There's no question about it. Um, when you talk about the Barces and the Reals, they, they can't afford him. And so that's not going to happen anyway. And I think those are the only two places that I think he'd be, you know, willing to go. I don't think Juventus is going to be another move back. I, I am, you know, players can talk crap on interviews. Like you may not believe everything they say, but the, the last interview that I watched uh, him do was with Man United TV. And he spoke about how he felt leaving and how he, you know, he and his mom always talked about him wanting to come back. So um, for me, I think he's wanted to be here. I just think he wanted, you know, to, to have other like-minded players. I think he has that in Bruno. Um, and I think he has that up front with the three that are, that are there. Um, it's just, it just sucks that it didn't happen as soon as the, as he, as he came back the first time, but you know, it is what it is. It's water under the bridge. I think now you just think about the positive uh, energy mm-hmm. that's in the club. You got players dancing, you got, you know, Dan James dancing in the locker room. Yeah. You got Igalo dancing in the locker room. I think that kind of shows you what he's about, you know, having fun, getting the guys together, um, you know, making sure that the atmosphere in the club is about winning and not about him. Um, I think you can kind of throw in the trash the, the notion that he was the reason why, you know, uh, uh, Lingard started playing crap is because Pogba was teaching him how to dance and do all the stupid stuff. I just think that people are now starting to see what he's about and what he needs around him. Um, and I think, I, I think he's getting that. No, I mean, um, I, like I said, my, my opinion about him has changed, changed because of Bruno. Um, I, I don't see, I think his head, uh, Pogba, um, I've called him a mental midget in the past. And I think he, I mean, who knows? He could revert back to that, you know, of not, you know, have, because, I think it's that uh, the, the famous quote you see, "Heavy is a crown that weighs um, that weighs in the king lies in the king's head," and because of the, the transfer fee and, and, and whatnot of Pogba, I don't think he has the the um, the gumption, the uh, wherewithal to wear that crown. Uh, because like you like you always say, he needs players. He needs other people to help him bring him up. He has Bruno, and that's what I'm saying. I need we need to reinforce that midfield. Bring him another midfielder to help. You know, obviously if Bruno goes down. We're not playing with you know Fred and and McTominay. You know, alongside Pogba with Matic in the back. You know, that's gonna have to leave Pogba having to try to do the whole. You know, the whole the whole thing, right? Um, he needs somebody like Bruno or or whatnot. Somebody a creative mentality beside him to actually elevate his game because he can't do it by himself. Um, so, and like you said, maybe I got it wrong about Pogba, about him trying to be a leader because he's not. Pogba's not a leader, but yet he, what he does is he kind of gels. It looks like he's gelling the locker room. Like you talk about that video with James and and Igalo, and it just looks like these players are having fun, and it's 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 Pogba that's kind of actually you know it looks like he's leading it right. I mean I mean you see other videos of the other Instagram videos. Um, He's like the um, I'm not saying court jester, but he's the guy that's gonna lighten up the mood, um, make everybody you know have fun, um, and whatnot. But as on the pitch, you know, um, he's like feeding off of the leader that is Bruno um, uh, Bruno Fernandez. And like I said, we need to bring a, another creative mind uh, to let Pogba play his game, to let you know his, his skill set uh, shine. 
because his skill set his skill set is phenomenal. I mean, this guy, he's big, he's imposing, uh, his passing is legit. I mean, his passing is key. It's just we can't revert, we can't let him revert back to being the one. Because he's not the one. He's not that. He's not a Michael Jordan. He's not a. I'm mean, hell. He's not a LeBron James. He's a. Like I said, he's just another guy with great talent. Um, Paul Pogba is. He's not going to be. He's not going to lead your team out of the wilderness. Like Bruno led our team out of the wilderness. You know, because Pogba was out, Rashford was out, and even McTominay was out. We were playing with Matic and Fred, and then are up top with Rashford and Greenwood, and James. You know, that's the type of player that's going to lead a club. Pogba is not. So Pogba, yes, he's a role player. He's just another guy with tremendous talent, and we need to, we need to we need to um, you know we need to cultivate that. And I think uh, it could be something to where what you always talk about bringing it uh, to uh, with the France team. Uh, that's something that he can lead, you know he can provide for United. Um, but yet we, we need to give him another player like Bruno. Have somebody in backup for Bruno because we know Paul Pogba can't do it by himself. Yeah, no, I would I would argue he's the be- he was the best player on the pitch in the Villa game. Uh, no, I he thought was. man of the match, for my opinion. Yeah, I thought I thought he carried the team. I just, I think Bruno <laughs> does what he does, and Pogba does what he does. I think they're two um, dynamic players. Um, I thought Bruno played um, a decent game. Um, I think he has played better games, but I think Paul completely uh, dominated that last game. But I do think again. You can't argue the fact that Bruno wasn't involved. He was involved in the in the pin, obviously. He was involved in the corner, obviously. So he's still involved, even though he's not playing at his best. Mm-hmm. So I just, I'm just glad that we are where we are with the players that we have. I think Paul and Bruno are going to be great. I think the sky's the limit. I think having a full, because I mean, we're going to get done with this season. I think we're going to be in top four for sure, regardless of what happens tomorrow with the with the verdict. And I think that, you know, we start another tournament again in Europa, which I think we can win. Um, and you still have FA Cup. And so we, we go from there and then you say, okay, now we're going to give them a full season together, you know, playing side by side. They know each other so well, had an off season, relaxed. They may not go to the beach this time, but, <laughs> you know, still be able to come back fresh and make a run at Liverpool and City. And again, if those two teams don't strengthen their offense, their defense, excuse me, if they don't strengthen their defense, I really think we could surprise a lot of people and actually challenge a lot sooner than I think, which I I honestly think Liverpool have it next year. But if they don't strengthen up their defense, what do they draw again today? 1-1? Yesterday. Yesterday? I so yesterday. I, just, I just think, you know. They lost yesterday. Did they lose Liverpool? Uh, I thought they okay. drew. Let me check. You keep they drew because they had they they didn't break the record. It was like at home. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So I just I just feel like going forward again, like people talk crap about our defense and we're like one of the best in the world, I think. But going forward, it's like man, you got we're scoring goals for fun. Like five is nothing. Three, it's like everyone's I'm throwing I'm trying to be nice and throw out scores that I think make sense I need to start going maybe we should score a lot more than that because even in the games where we're scoring five we should be scoring like 10 like the Villa game we probably we missed two sitters like uh Marmasaka's got to score that goal you know Bruno's got to score that header those yeah, two headers that header dude 
they got to go in. I'm not, I'm so, not blaming too much on Juan Basaka because yeah, he, he's a he's a back dude. But I mean, is, but, but Bruno, Bruno, Bruno right Bru- there. Bruno, Bruno should score. Yes. So I just think that you know we're scoring goals. We're you know three now, and we should have scored six. I just feel like if you're going to play United, don't think we're just going to sit back and counter. Not only are we going to hold possession, but we're going to we're going to break your lines, and that's not something that we've been able to do. We're doing it now. So I I really think people, especially if we get some of these signings that we're talking about, and you you know I I don't think Fred had a bad game off the bench. I don't think Scott's playing too horribly off the bench. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't really he's kind of falling down a slot for me. But I just feel like. You can still bring on guys. They're still going to try. You don't think Dan James is hungry to get his position back? Like He's going to be itching next season to get his position back. He knows they're bringing in, you know, possibly Sancho, you know, who else? you got people who are now hungry just to get in the first team. So I'm just, like I said before, I know I'm on this happy wagon, but I just feel like we're just in such a great position where a player like Paul Pogba, can sit back at the six and like he said in his interview i just like to watch <laughs> i just like to watch him play i'll spray the ball 30 yards to rashford and they just dig 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 you know and i'm good to go so i was happy to see him get his goal great ball from bruno you could tell they worked on that um you know either just them two or people are arguing that it was ole that did it um, i don't give a crap um Really, really, Grealish should have blocked it, but he didn't, and, and Pogba scored. So I was really happy for him to put a bow on uh, his performance uh, against Villa. All right, last question, since you brought up Grealish. Um, last question about the matches, and we'll get to um, we'll get to the Southampton match, and then also, obviously, what's happened around the league. But did Jack Grealish blow his, uh, you would call it an audition, uh, for next season uh, against us? No, he played like crap, but he didn't blow his audition. I think the the audition for me is the the totality of the season, mm-hmm. right? Villa Villa is a, a team that's probably going to go down. Um, I always try to tell folks when you look at football, and you're focusing in on the and he's their best player, he's their mm-hmm. captain, he's 24 years old. There's not too much else there, and I think that's where people get it mi- mixed up when you look at one player. It's difficult for you to say, okay, you know, in flashes he does this, he does that. Who is he passing the ball to? <laughs> like, there's nobody else there. So Jack didn't have a good game to his standards. He should have scored on that volley. He completely missed it. Um, he didn't play well. But that does not mean for me that, that a 25-year-old, a 24-year-old Jack Grealish does not come into United, sit on the bench, come off the bench, and, and impact the game. I think he will do that. When you put, again you got to put good players around each other. It has to happen. I don't care who you are. I think Bruno Bruno proved that. We all putting him on this pedestal. He goes out. They. I don't know why in the hell Ole put Fred and McTominay in there, but he was alone, and it was the worst game, and you can argue this, the worst game he's played in the United mm-hmm. shirt. Why? Because he doesn't have anyone around him. So with Jack coming into United, that's only going to elevate his game because now he's playing around great players. So he doesn't walk into the team. He doesn't start. Um, I would put. I would bring him off the bench for Bruno. Uh, let him create. Let him attack. Let him try to score goals. Let him try to make assists. That's what he does. Let him get him twenty minutes, and I think he'd be fine. So no, I, he, did, he, he played crap, but I'm glad he did. I mean, it was against us, and you know, if he scores that volley, it's like it's a whole different ball game at that point. Yeah. 
<laughs> I looked at the match and I'm like, God, I want this guy. I want this kid on our team, my team, our team. Sorry, um, but I don't. I don't think he deserves to sit on the bench. I mean, he's a captain for a Premier League team, and he's going to come and, and and sit on the bench. I feel bad for him, right? Uh, for that, but I would love him. I love. I love what he would bring off the bench because you saw him, man. He, I think. I don't think he played a bad game. Yes, he missed chances. Um, and so did Martial, right? And Mar- you say Martial had his best game. Um, so I don't think he. Um, I don't think he blew his chances. But I just now I'm kind of. I guess now I'm kind of like the abundance of riches, right? That we have at the club. It seems yeah. like I don't want this kid to waste away, waste away his best years on the bench. You know, I'm looking. I'm, gonna, I'm looking at his aspect, right? He can go to. Um, a lesser club like what? <laughs> Let's pick a club, Leicester, right? Or, or Everton. Everton, right? You can go to Everton, and start and play every every weekend, week out, uh, Premier League games, FA Cup games. Obviously, not in Europa or or a Champions League, um, and thrive. Or he can come to United, sit the bench, and play and start his FA Cup games. Um, come in off the bench. Uh, to replace Pogba or, or Bruno on Premier League games, and maybe you know, maybe start his his one off Champions League match. I don't know. I don't know. I just you know, it's kind of a, what. What do you weigh? You want to weigh playing time? Or you want to win championships? And um, for him, I mean, being twenty four, it's kind of his prime years, right? Yeah, this is where he's got to make his move, and mm-hmm. I think. You know, you weigh in money as well. That that's something that's going to be brought into this. Um, not not what they're going to give Villa, but what are we going to give him a week? You know, what is he looking for? You know, you you look at the fact that you know injuries happen. You know, God forbid, you know someone goes down. What you never want to happen is that you know the person that's that's being in there that's replacing that player is just fifteen layers lower than what we had starting. So. I just think with Jack, you know, he's got to look at it and, and go, listen, I've made some some bad mistakes off the pitch. I'm a good player. Um, but if I want to play for England, if I want to win trophies and, and make a name for myself, I'm going to do it on the biggest platform. And, I, you know, Villa for me, you know, they, they've got potential <clears throat> to go, you know, back down to the championship. I think Norwich just got crowned back to the yeah. championship uh, after yesterday. So, you know, the, the, the down there is, is where he's at. He deserves to be at a top club. He's worked hard, and so I think, you know, I don't feel bad for, for the guy. I think this is what United used to be. We used to get those players from Southampton and Villa, and, you know, we, we would it'd be a big deal for them to come and play off of our bench. I think we're getting back to that. I think the Sancho talks have kind of been not, not you know, deaded, but the fact that Greenwood's playing so well, it just makes you go, why would he come right in and play? They would have to change the formation, like you were saying in our last pod, four, four, two. in order for it to work. Yes. And exactly, you know, in order for things to work. And I've seen some other, you know, formations where where it's kind of been where Ole likes it and, and it still makes sense. But I just think that, you know, from the from the from the inside, from me looking at the team, I just think there aren't too many players in the world that are just going to walk into our team again. Lindelof. You know, you looked at it and you say, okay, you know, he's not the best. You know, Maguire gets done out sometimes and maybe he's not the best. But collectively as a team, 
I just like the way that we're doing things right now. I mean, even Juan Basaka, who to me in the Villa game didn't play very well. I thought he played decent, but he didn't play very well. You bring in Brandon Williams and he doesn't miss a beat. So I don't, I don't, I think it's a good position to be in to where you're saying in the summer, we don't have needs. We have a need for backups. Like we don't need any starters. We just need backups and we need some reassurance because I think with the Matic deal being a three-year deal, um, I think you're going to have to get somebody in there that he can groom like a Declan Rice or an Ndidi, somebody that he can groom that, that can be that uh, center defense mid player <clears throat> for the future. Yeah, no, um, no, no. I mean, give give me more talent. I want talent. Yeah. I want talent on my team. I just looking at I'm just looking at Jack Grealish's position, right? Um, yeah. He's, I mean, he he'll probably never get this chance to play in United, but you give up playing time or you give up, uh, you know, being on a great team. And no, no, no. I'm I, I'm not saying I I just don't want the guy to be on my team. No, I I don't want to get people to twist it like that. It's just. I just want to bring up that question. Um, what would you do, right? What would you do if um, if you were in that position? Obviously, be United, make money, uh, be world world famous, and uh, play in Champions League. That's a, that's the key. Well, speaking right. of Champions League, you see, we have Southampton tomorrow, but things have cons- you know transpired. I was going to say conspired, but that's just that's just uh, that's not the right terminology. Things have transpired around us. <laughs> Sheffield United beat Chelsea yesterday. Yes, destroyed Chelsea yesterday. Destroyed Chelsea yesterday. And I know you uh, have not watched the match. I know you're recording it, but I'm going to have a spoiler alert, EC. Bournemouth beat Leicester 4-1. Did they really? Yes, sir. Bournemouth beat Leicester. So we're still sitting fifth. Currently right now, what would we call a game in hand? Going in tomorrow, like two, two points, baby. <laughs> going in tomorrow against Southampton, we are <laughs> we're one point Dude, behind. We are one point behind Leicester. Yeah, let, let me bring that. Let me bring it up again. I had it, but my wife texts me right now. I got it right here. Okay, I got it right here. Right. Chelsea at sixty points, Leicester at fifty nine, United at fifty eight points. If if we beat Southampton Holy tomorrow, crap, dude. Which is is a possibility. I'm not. I'm not saying it's not. Um. We can, go oh, on. On, we, can, we can go in third place tomorrow with a game against Leicester at Le- the end of the season. I mean. That's huge. <laughs> have the stars not aligned for us to be in Champions League by the end of this Premier League season? They're aligned, absolutely. We talked about the teams we're playing and, you know, everyone is at the bottom fighting and we just don't seem to care if you're fighting or not. You're about to get slapped. So yeah. I think, I think that, you know, Good night. I can't. I'm, I'm still in shock because of what you <laughs> told me. I just, I just think that at this point, we've all talked about all season. It's in our hands. It's in our hands. We always, we always jack yeah. it up. And Chelsea wins. And when we got a chance. Chelsea wins. And now they're losing. And I mean, they got thrashed. And now you got Leicester, who gets that sounds like a butt whooping. And I'm gonna watch it later just to see because we're gonna play them later in the season. But everything now is in Ole's hands to say to everyone who said, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> what is it? After tomorrow, what do they got? Three games left? Four yeah, games? Yeah, we play Southampton. I think we play... And the, the, we play West Ham. And that's the thing that's kind of... I'm, I, I, got I, I'm, I got it right here. You got Hampton, 
Crystal Palace West at away. Chelsea's a FA Cup game, right? Mm-hmm. Then you got West Ham, and, and then you Leicester. end it with Leicester City. I did. I mean, those those last Palace, West Ham, and Leicester are not cakewalks. Now, if you look, no. at, I mean, because no, you look, you look, at, you look at what West Ham did yesterday against um, Norwich, right? They played Norwich absolutely. yesterday. Absolutely knocked them down to the championship, and they beat them four one. Whereas we beat Norwich five. We beat Norwich 2-1. 2-1. That's right. Last that's we played him right before the Brighton game. Yeah. That was when McGuire came in and saved the day. That was in the, the FA Cup. Yep. That was, a, that, that was the last time we beat him. So I just think that for me, you hit it on the head. The stars are aligned. That's a huge statement because mm-hmm. I, I know those teams, they can beat us. And shit, some of them have beat us. I just think that the way we're playing offensively, and the understanding that these guys have, they win tomorrow. I don't know what time the verdict comes down on Man City, but we may already know that we're in a position to play Champions League football before the verdict is even made. So I, j- I just think that right now they've watched these games today, as, as, as the, these football players do, and they're thinking to themselves, man, we're at home. Mm-hmm. We can beat Southampton. We know we can. We love our lineup. No one's hurt. Let's just go in there and play our game and get a win. Well, speaking so I'm, of, I'm, I'm speak, excited. Let's speak of Southampton, because um, Ole has cryptically said things in his press conference yesterday regarding again lineup. Does he fuck it up again? You see, does he change the lineup? Because I mean, he kind of insinuated that things are going to change or he's going to change things. It's just don't 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 overthink it. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. That's all I have to say. I, I, I think Ole's playing with us because he said that before, then he didn't do it. I think he's I think this is gamesmanship. I think this is him saying to the other coach, you don't know what I'm gonna do. And I think if you if you if you're getting ready for Matich, I'm bringing out Smalley. Not Smalley, sorry, I'm bringing out uh, McTominay. If you if you're getting ready for, for Bruno, I'm bringing out Mata. If you if you're getting ready for Tony, I'm bringing out Agallo. I just think he's he is he he now has, and I've and I've you know thought about Ole because you know how I feel about him. He has the tools in his tool belt. You name me a position where it's like ah, that's not going to work. He's got it every position, and I know people are getting on to Marcus Rashford, and for good reason. He's not playing his best, but he's still linking up. He should have scored. Pogba yeah. doesn't get his big six foot four button away. That's a goal. And badass goal too. And uh, exactly so. He's coming around, and when and we know Rashford, when he scores one goal, just watch out because mm-hmm. he's gonna he's gonna keep scoring. He's gonna keep on scoring, so he's not even there yet. So, always looking at that things going. Look, I got one of the best teams on form. I'm not saying they're better than Liverpool, so don't get it twisted. I, I'm saying on form, he has one of the best teams in the world. All I need to do is make sure they're fit and they understand what their roles are, and then let them go. So I just think tomorrow is we're going to see again a team who's on form. And if for whatever reason, one or two players has a bad game, that's not going to account for everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm talking Luke Shaw should have had an assist. Basaka should have scored a goal. These guys aren't even supposed to be up there doing anything, and they are. So you got to give him credit. You, ha- you, you got to criticize him for the middle of the season. It was, it was not good. The beginning was okay. But right now, 
I think he lost out on, to the Wolves manager for uh, manager of the month. But he's doing things with that club that we haven't seen anyone do since Sir Alex Ferguson. And I hope it continues for a long time. I really do. I mean, I, like I said, I'm not going to – anybody ask me what I think about him. You know, I think that tactically he does screw it up from time to time. And I think he could be, he could be better. But it is it, – it, as it stands right now, he's the current manager. He's the one putting out the teams. And I think after the Spurs debacle, the draw, I don't think you're ever going to see a bad team again. Let's hope not, and let's hope not. He doesn't overthink it, and keep keep going with. I mean, it would brought you here, right? Yeah. Especially because the games. <clears throat> I know they said that I just said they were going to come in hot and heavy, but it seems like they kind of like withered away. Um, they're coming every four days, so we can we we can play uh, the Bruno Pogba uh, matchups. Where I, where I hope he doesn't mess it up is put Mata in for Greenwood. Where in this fuck if you're gonna if you're gonna substitute Bruno, put Mata in the fucking tent. That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. Ole, put James in the wing. It's not that freaking hard. Just but don't put Mata in the you know outside. And don't, don't play Fred and McTominay at the fucking same time. That's all I can say. They don't they cancel each other out. Um, Matic, it's just it's it's not that hard. I mean, just it's like a. <laughs> It's just like that Caddyshack, you know what I mean? You're looking at the ball, you know, he's at he's at the end. You know, he's like he's doing his thing. Just just, just go just go to your home. Let's go home. Let's, just just play, a little you know? home. <laughs> I, the only thing that I would say, you know, we were talking about the pasture game, the Bortmouth game, and the Villa game. Um Matic, he's been subbed off, I think, past two. And I think really that Villa game for me was probably the worst he's played since the comeback. And I don't think he had a, did he have a card? He did have a card before he came off, or did he not? Let yeah, he got. A, remember, he got. Uh, yes, retaliation. He did have a card. Silly Come foul. On. So I just think for me, I if if I'm you know being a stretch at all, possibly. Um, Scott McTominay starts um, starts the game against uh, against Southampton, possibly for Matt, uh, for for Matic. Him. Huh? for Matic. Yeah, I'm not being okay. No, 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 no. I mean, I could see that because I'm saying that might be the only thing that I would say. Okay, I would maybe even, that's the one position. I would even do Fred if the, if that if the, if the, if, it, if it has to happen but don't mess up the Bruno Pogba yeah midfield. no 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 you know I don't I, mean? I don't think <clears throat> I don't think he'll do that I think everyone if you if even if you look at all of the the pundits who are putting together lineups they've got all these websites that are putting together predicted lineups nothing's going to change um so yeah I just I just see it being the same thing I I mean no disrespect to any of the teams we're playing, but I just think we're on form right now. Yeah, I just, I just think we we've got it going, and we're just going to keep it rolling. No, I agree. Um, this this hope we keep the same lineup. Score predictions. What do you think? So I was nice last week, and I think I said, <coughs> I think I said, I think I said three, didn't I? <coughs> I think I said three. Depending on how the corona. This I don't I, I don't I hope I don't got it. 
this week, I think I'm going to go with 4 nil. I'm going to – I know it. I'm just going to go out there and say it. I think we get two in the first half. I think we get two more in the second half. I don't think they score at all. I just really feel like at home – I know it's not an advantage, but it's comfortable. It's not that It's not that far to travel. Um, they know now coming in what we're about. Uh, I, You know, you want to go ahead and put the pressure on, on Mason and, and try to double him up? Fine. He can hold on to the ball and give it up, and you've got three other ones that are just that are just raring to go. So I just I just see us with a big score here, 4 nothing. Um, I think this is going to be a great celebration Monday night um, because that then again, like you said earlier, puts us into third place. Um, our goal differential is <clears throat> crazy because all the goals we're scoring, we're not really giving any up. So I'm just super excited. United 4 uh, Southampton zero. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have a match tomorrow, two o'clock Central Standard Time, um, against Southampton. And my goal prediction: I'm gonna be a little more conservative. Uh, EC, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, go out of my way and, and say four nil. I which I would love. I'm gonna do three uh-huh. one. Uh, I think, um, you know, our, again, our defensive woes, not woes, but the lapses, you know, will bite us. And, but yet, I think our offense will, you know, pound it out, you know, we'll get it, you know, get it, you know, get us out of that mess. So, yeah, 3-1, United, tomorrow at Old Trafford, uh, 2 o'clock, like I said, <coughs> Central Standard Time. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you all for another great podcast. Thank you, EC, for another great podcast. Um, and last words. Um, last words are, guys, um, tune in to us again. We're going to ha- obviously have some commentary you know, after the game. Uh, thank you guys for sticking with us. Um, it's a great time to be a United fan, man. This is like This is what we've been wanting forever, and it's here. So... Enjoy the games. Enjoy your enjoy the game tomorrow. If uh, no no spoilers, don't worry. I won't spoil it for you while you're <laughs> out there getting it done. But uh, I will be watching that bad boy live if I can get get home and in time. And so, um, just excited about the game tomorrow, man. Yes, excited about the game. All right, guys, y'all take care of yourselves. Don't remember remember wear your face mask, wash your hands, and uh, let's. Special shout out to Ro for the Roanoke podcast, Victoria Motsavice from uh, the Alice F Food Truck. She's still down in South Padre, guys. South Padre Island, Texas. Guys, go check her out. Uh, Hutch I Son for the, the South Texas Trainwrecks and the Pink Floyd podcast. And Lucky Diaz, where you at? Oh, yeah.